Before we get into today's episode, we got to shout out our subscriber content over at patreon.com slash so retrograde. What's going on over there, Steph? Well, I'm really proud of the work that's beginning to aggregate on the Patreon. Same. Um, so you guys, some announcements. We have another live chat coming up. The 29th uh-huh. of this month. It's January for those of us not keeping track. It's going to be in the early evening of the 29th, and that will be for people in the fam tier. And we also have some meditations, some videos, and also for the $6 a month subscribers, we have our show notes from every episode up. That's the only place you're going to find every, links to everything we've mentioned in every episode. Basically doing your homework for you. Yes. Um, and also, guys, question. Um, have you gotten your exclusive That's a Retrograde tour merch sweatshirt yet? Because we have an exclusive promo code for all tier members. So be sure to head on over. That, that's patreon.com slash so retrograde to just join the crew. Guys, the sweatshirt has all the new moons and the full moons on the back. We're already two moons down, full on the first, new on the 16th. Are you keeping up? How are you going to keep up if you don't have the sweatshirt? Keep up with the retrograde Ashian. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Play the jingle. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Hey. It's a wellness kiki. Let's have a kiki. You want to have a kiki? Lock, Lock the, the doors, doors tight. tight. Let's have a kiki. I'm Elizabeth Schildcott. Oh, I'm Stephanie Falcon-Sambari. And we've both visited our <laughs> numerologist who said we need to be using our middle names. Even Yours. if it's a given middle name. <laughs> Even if it's a chosen. I'm sorry, but Falcon is really taking off. It's beautiful. Everyone in my life has really embraced it except for my brother who refuses to take it seriously. And, um... And our numerologist did say that there's something about the fact that it's so effortlessly flowing into your existence. It means that it, she that said it works. That? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I knew it. Caca. Is, is that the sound that also, Falcons make? You also get a bird call. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't think Falcons make that. Noise. I don't know what my uh, mother's maiden name that is my middle name really, if it has a sound. But Maybe not a sound, but it must mean something. I think it's just German. Mm, we mm. need to investigate. Investigate. Take a note. We're Take gonna, note. What we'll does Shield mean? It. Yes. Um, should we just get right into the week in wellness? I think we shall. Okay. Wait. Well, is there anything else we need to catch up on since we've last seen each other? I don't. Think I don't know. So. Unclear. Um. Okay. Go for it. What's What's happening this what's week in the happening? world? So something kind of major happened that uh, aligns with our former guest Seth Seth Matlins mm-hmm. who had a truth in advertising campaign that he'd been working on for a number of years in which really encouraging brands to abandon Photoshop or uh, apply a disclaimer to their ads. And CVS uh, has decided... Heard of it? Name drop. (laughs) Has decided to curb the use of major, major photo alterations in beauty products and ads by the year 2020. Interesting. Are they also going to curb their use of fillers in their vitamin selection? Because it's very dark. One can only hope. Wondering why I need corn, sesame, and other weird oils in a vitamin E oil. Very unclear. 
But let's, I, I tend to avoid those aisles in CVS. I'm really just getting like cotton swabs. Yeah, but most of America is isn't. not avoiding yeah. that. They think that's like a good place to go for vitamins. Yeah. Well, at least you can get your Claritin D there. Oh, I love Claritin <laughs> D. You know what? I didn't actually tell you this last episode, but I went to go get the Claritin D and I forgot my ID. And I ran into the guy that runs Larchmont Beauty Shop, who I like know because I go there all the time. And I was like, Hey, I was like a teenager trying to buy booze. I was like, hey, if I give you this $24, can you buy my Claritin D for me? And then I had to go outside and hang out with his children while he like procured drugs for me. It's very... Um, I was like, I swear I'm not going to use it to cook meth. I swear. That's very adult. I don't know. There's something like when, when the Jack Daniels is switched out for Claritin D when it's not being used for meth purposes. There was no abuse happening. Yeah. It feels just like that's your 30s. Yeah. For sure. It's like a... T- true sign of course i didn't have my id on me that's i'm working on getting my life together so i see here that you have an update on last week's medical cannabis scenario oh yeah i was complaining because of the lines for recre for for getting all sorts of cannabis products at, right uh, my local dispensary because they're literally around the block which i did see what you mean i drove by it was like three o'clock in the afternoon and there's a chain here that we love it's called MedMen, and they take credit card which that's why i love it yeah and it's just like it's like the apple store of dispensaries although i will say that their checkout situation is a nightmare they have to because i buy like bulk for <laughs> members of my family <laughs> and um ship them across the country it's legal and change my name on my I return roll. address thing um and uh they have to go item by item they can't just go like oh you're buying 50 kibavars and they scroll around oh, right it's like yeah, fucking nightmare. I've, I, I haven't had that experience. Well, because you probably haven't bought $3,000 worth of edibles. But, um, no, but I did see what you were talking about in that there was like blocks long of people after this uh, marijuana has been passed. Which I don't really totally get unless they're all tourists. Like, why wouldn't you just get your recommendation? Whatever. Anyways, the point is that the update that I got via uh, a friend and listener was that you can skip the line if you're a medical patient. And then you found out that the one in Beverly Hills is strictly medical. Yeah. So this is only relevant to people in Los Angeles, but I think it's a hot take. It's a hot take and coming soon to a town near you. Yeah. I'm just really, really, really trying to like go deep on cannabis, on CBD. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like over being high. I'm kind of there too. Like I like it once in a while, but like just the way that I used to be with like smoking and being stoned and then like Going about your going life. Going about my day. Like, it doesn't I just, apply anymore. It doesn't f- appeal to me at mm-hmm. all. But I do like to take the edge off. And I do find that like if I do take a little CBD, yeah. it does like up my productivity a little bit. Interesting. I only take CBD at night. There's this really good brand called Flourish. And they make these gummies. Mm. And they're so good and so chill. And it's like CBD is the kind of thing where like you don't really realize what's happening. And then like at the end of the day, you're like, hey, I've like... Had a great Made it day. happen. Yeah. <laughs> now, is the CBD you're using have a little bit of THC in it for the entourage effect, as we learned from I the think, founders of Lord Jones I think, in last season on That's So Retrograde? Nice callback. I don't know. I don't know what the deal with Flourish is, but it totally works. Cool. Um, but Air One also sells CBD now. Yeah. But it's like 20 to 1 versus 1 to yeah. 1. Guys, if you are interested in this, we had an amazingly educational conversation with Rob and Cindy, yeah. um, who founded one of our favorite CBD brands, Lord Jones, mm-hmm. um, among other fun cannabinoid products that they have. But my mom, Nancy Cott, mm-hmm. said... Nancy Schildcott. Nancy Schildcott said that that was one of 
the most informative episodes of That's So Retrograde because it was a topic she knew nothing about. I love that. So if anyone's curious, check it out. Um, anything else? I don't think so. Not right now. Okay. I've got some. I've got some thorn wellness things, but that'll well, come we'll later. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, really excited about today's guest. We have Erica Chitty Cohen here. She is a doula. This is the first doula we've ever had on the show, so it's very exciting. And she is the author of the book Nurture and founder of Women's Health Space Loom here in Los Angeles, providing pathways to parenting, pregnancy, and reproductive empowerment for everybody. Ooh, I know, right? Yes. Please welcome <laughs> Erica Chitty Cohen. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thanks I for feel coming. Like you're such a star in the reproductive space here in LA. I am uh, definitely shining a light. Shining Just a don't light. Don't know if it's star bright, but it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely nightlight bright. Like you're gonna, you're gonna see me when you come. In, come in the it's room. a nightlight with the little star cutouts. Yes. There we go. Yeah. I think our first question needs to be. What is a doula? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So doulas, there's a couple different contexts you can look at it from. You know, we essentially are support people. Um, Traditionally, doulas have provided support for people that are pregnant during their pregnancy. So they're birth doulas who provide kind of education and I like to say we're your cheerleader essentially during your pregnancy to help you feel kind of more anchored and and more knowledgeable and kind of giving you resources to better advocate for yourself with whatever care provider you're working with. And I also like to say a birth doula really provides containment. We're that person that you can call up and just download about your pregnancy and not feel like wow, am I taking up a lot of this person's time? You mm-hmm. know, we're just that space for that. Uh, and then you know, we're in the delivery room with you or at home with you for delivering in that space, helping you to breathe and move and providing massage and, you know, really helping to make this experience as comfortable as possible. Um, whether or not you're having a medicated or unmedicated delivery, even if you're having a cesarean birth, doulas can still be very helpful because we just help provide that kind of emotional and energetic containment for an environment that's pretty volatile. Uh, I think to birth doulas for first time um, parents can be really helpful because we do a lot of normalizing. Like for us, it's not our first time out. So a lot of the normal physiological events that happen um, in pregnancy and also in the in the birth environment, we can kind of quickly de-escalate like the tension that's coming up and kind of just say, hey, this is normal because, you know, labor's a pretty wild ride. Um, and so, yeah, we are there during the um, labor. And then afterwards, there's also postpartum doulas, which I also happen to be as well. And we really work with families in the first eight weeks of life or eight weeks after having a baby and we're doing a lot of what I like to call sanity checks Mm -hmm. we're just kind of like yep that's fine and that looks good and then also educating um the both both parents but also the the mother about kind of what is happening with her body and kind of what to anticipate and what to expect and then kind of leaning in and giving advice on infant care and that type of thing and then um there's also lost doulas um sometimes they're more kind of specifically orientated they might be focused on say miscarriage or abortion these are women potentially or men or non-binary individuals that are supporting other people that have been through some type of pregnancy loss mm. um, whether it's you know chosen or whether it is of 
beyond their control. And uh, what we're doing there, again, is helping to support that person through the process. Because when you do experience um, a loss of, of any kind, your body still goes through a lot of the physiological events that someone would move through postpartum. But the difference here is that there isn't a, there isn't a live baby, there isn't something on the other side that helps to kind of lessen that intensity or kind of make it make more sense. Um, and so a lot of what we're doing in that kind of loss space is just, again, creating containment. Sometimes we'll attend the appointments um, if that is what they need or if they're taking the pill at home. We are like available on call to answer phone calls, questions, or show up at the home if they need that support. And then if someone's, you know, had a miscarriage, it's a different thing in that the timetable of that process is pretty swift in terms of knowing when and yeah. trying to figure it out. But we kind of, again, just providing that containment to talk about the experience and um, to help them feel like they're not alone in the process. Wow. What brought you to this work? It's, uh, it's a layered thing. I think my whole life I have been kind of a cornerstone in my f- friend groups as someone like if there's a crisis, mm-hmm. kind of call Erica. My, my thing is the more stressful things become, the kind of more calm, cool, collected, laser focused I can get, um, which is a very good skill for doulas. Uh, but my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse. I grew up in a pretty medical home, but my parents were immigrants, they're from Nigeria. And so there's always this kind of influx of other ways of navigating things. You know, mm-hmm. it was definitely like here's some antibiotics, but also like drink this tea or take this herb or that type of thing was always mixed in. So I always had this interest in you know, kind of the biomedical approach with, like, the allopathic approach or what we call also, like, the holistic approach and kind of meeting the two. Um, And I ran around hospitals growing up with my dad. I went to see people there, and I feel very comfortable in those environments. And so although I kind of started off kind of, you know, being more interested in contemporary art and did PR for a little bit, I just always found myself wanting to work with women in the body, and my parents were both like, what about midwifery? And I was like, that really works. And so en route to doing my, nurse, my nursing prerequisites, I found out about doulas, and I was like, oh, like this really feels like a good fit of my skills, just because I'm like... So midwifing is like the person who does the delivering and doula is the person who's like rubbing your back. Correct. And obviously that's a very condensed version. No, no, no. But that's the kind of... And another way to maybe look at it in a kind of a a medical context, just because maybe that's where most people can kind of be like, oh, gotcha, is your midwife acts as your OB. Okay. And has pretty much the same kind of qualifications in terms of the body as an OB in that um, the difference being a midwife can't perform surgery. So if there needs to be an obstetrical component, that's that's what the OB does. And then the doula kind of acts as in the midwife space kind of as the nurse in terms of like helping with the things that aren't going to be as easy or accessible to the midwife because they're focused on the physiological components of the labor. Um, So if that kind of helps. Totally. Like I feel like people don't, really think about and I had never really thought about this until what you were just saying and also I think a couple of my friends have used doulas and kind of explained to me why and you know there is a feeling of like powerlessness when it comes to giving birth where you're just like whatever the doctor says is what you think you're supposed to do even if it feels like uncomfortable to you totally and it's like so scary and no one really knows what to expect and they're just like yeah we're just gonna like go in there stick the needle in your lower back and we're gonna rip that thing right out of you yeah I mean it's so interesting to hear you say that because I think 
everybody's scared of birth. Totally. It's actually a very normal fear. Um, and the I thing mean, people were dying giving birth like a lot until very recently. I mean, even now, our, our maternal morta- mortality rate in the United States is actually pretty shocking. It's not in a good place. Really? Yeah, just because, again, you know, you know, I don't know exactly the germination point of it, but, you know, there just is not a lot of effort or kind of thought really being put into maternal health care. Yeah. And a lot of things are being missed. That's so weird. In a country that values feminine hygiene and health so much, with Planned Parenthood just popping up all over the place, you'd think... Well, it's obviously I'm being no, no, no. I mean, this is this is a real thing. I think, and also we have to understand that like Planned Parenthood is outpatient care. Yeah. So this is you know we're 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 existing more in the realm of nothing is typically that wrong when you're at Planned Parenthood. What we're thinking more about in terms of maternal mortality rate is actually things that are happening inside of the hospital. Right. Um, and things are not being caught there. And, you know, women either having issues a few weeks postpartum or complications kind of happening in the labor. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, although, you know, someone like plant an institution like Planned Parenthood is actually helpful when they're able to access, you know, people that need prenatal care because they can kind of help catch things kind of early on. But right. it's a it's a confluence of things that are creating that kind of the mortality rate where it is. Wow. Yeah, which is like, it's a whole thing. It's, it's like very distressing, but we're working like on it. there's so many levels to what you do and what Loom is providing. Explain the inception of Loom and really what it aims to do here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, Loom right now is a startup, mm-hmm. which is funny because you don't really think of a startup being a business that, does the work that we do in that we're combining like a tech startup. <laughs> yeah, you're like, we're a tech startup. Um, whoa, whoa. But it's, Shout out to any VCs out there. Hey. Um, but so pretty much what Loom does is we provide education and services and community to everyone around pregnancy, parenting, and reproductive empowerment. Okay. So that's really our focus. Yeah. Um, our focus is we really believe that through good education, you can improve health outcomes. And in terms of the brand and how it feels, everything about it has been very intentional because I think more people spend more time getting ready for their driver's license than they do you know, learning about their periods or learning about what to expect in labor um, or even as a new parent. And I think so many people especially in our like generation are kind of like opting out because their feeling is I don't want to take that like cruddy class at the hospital and I want to watch this video from 1985 like none of this feels right and the issue with that is it really blocks people from being able to enrich themselves with information that they really do need to move through the process more successfully or at least to feel more kind of autonomous in like what they're doing so that's really our focus with with Loom. And, you know, we have a couple different pathways kind of focusing on, you know, like I said, the reproductive empowerment piece of people that don't even have children yet or have children or are still wanting to learn more about their bodies. Particularly right now, our focus is physiological women, but we're expanding that to be able to talk to non-binary individuals and and trans individuals because everyone kind of needs that reproductive Mm -hmm. empowerment support. And then the pregnancy or the expecting component, the parenting component is something that kind of everyone kind of when they get to that stage needs as well. So that's really our focus. Beautiful. Yeah. Can we go back to the period thing? Yeah, let's talk about reproductive empowerment. 
because one thing that Stephanie and I have, we had Alyssa Vitti on the show, like season one, that's a retrograde. And mm-hmm. she really like Alyssa. popped open yeah. our brains yeah. into yeah. the idea of using your cycle throughout the month to. Actually, she popped open our, our minds to uh, that we have a cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that first, that part, and totally. then the rest of it. Yeah. So <laughs> could no, you no. maybe um, do us a favor, or do us a solid and, uh, Talk to us about the cycle and the different phases. Re, re-educate us on this. Yeah, totally. So I'll give you kind of the... the education <laughs> of women and their period. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> that I, it, Hill. It's like, <laughs> hello. Well, I do think that you do get empowered just by kind of understanding how it works. So I'll just do the quick kind of cliff, cliff notes. Yeah. Um, so just kind of understanding your cycle just at the base is your cycle is not just the days that you're bleeding. It's the days from the day first day you start your period to the last day of the bleed. And then everything that happens until it happens again. So every day of your life? Pretty much. Okay. Your cycle is all the time. Yeah. It's ongoing. <laughs> okay. so just, it's a cycle. It's yeah. a cycle. It's a circle. <laughs> We're a circle. So you have your day one. The first day that you bleed is your period. That's your menstruation period. And that can be, you know, anywhere from two to seven days. Some women or, physio- you know, women, people that identify as women or still, even if they're not women or bleeding, can be in that kind of, you know, anywhere up to seven days, 10 days in terms of the length of the, um, the bleed. And then after that, you move into your follicular phase. So the follicular phase is when the endometrium, which is the lining inside of the uterus that just shed during your period is starting to kind of proliferate, build up again. Um, you typically have more energy then. Um, you feel a little bit more kind of like yourself. Uh, and that period of time is usually for about 10 to 12 days of the month. You're in that follicular phase mm-hmm. that uterine lining is, you know, um, thickening up again. And from there, we move into a phase called ovulation. Um, Ovulation is, you know, anywhere from, you know, a one to three day period, depending on your age and kind of just your overall health of your body. What's interesting about ovulation is people have a very, I think our culture has made ovulation feel like it's this time where you just feel like super sexy and like high femme and like you're like hey girl like I'm ready which is a component of it okay primarily because you know when you're ovulating you have a lot of estrogen in your system um, you know you, you definitely do feel better however the actual physio- physiological event of ovulation in the body is actually kind of violent um, mm-hmm. you know when the egg actually leaves the follicle it's not just kind of like swimming out like real chill like see you later it's actually ripping out of the follicle. So it tears, the actual tissues tear to release the egg. And, you know, that kind of process is a big part of why your body temperature changes when you're ovulating. That event kind of creates more, it's a metabolic event in the body that creates more heat. It's funny. Yes. Like, I don't feel, I mean, I get the whole, like, I'm ovulating er, thing, but I'm also like, I'm ovulating, stay away from me. I don't want anything implanting. Around me, yeah, exactly, and that's the thing too. When you know your cycle, you can plan to not be pregnant too, right? So, yeah, exactly. So it's like it works on both. Because that's ends. the most fertile time, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So those those one to three days is when you're when you're ovulating do happen to be your most fertile period. However, if you are trying to conceive, you really want to be trying to have sex a couple days before that and during that period, and sometimes even a day after. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> want to get a little bit more in there? So get after it. Yeah, and so then you have your ovulation 
ovulation period uh, um, phase and uh, the egg is released. And then what happens is that follicle that the egg was released from turns into something we call the corpus luteum. And the corpus luteum is a temporary endocrine gland. And what it does is just pump out a ton of progesterone into your system. And that takes us into your luteal phase. And your luteal phase is, again, another kind of 10 or 12 maybe even sometimes 13, 14 days of the month. That's the yucky time. It's a two-phase time. So I'll tell you this. When that corpus luteum forms, it's a temporary gland, so it, it disappears by the time you get your period. Okay, oh. It has to go away in order to, because when your body's pumping out progesterone, one of the main things progesterone does is it stabilizes the uterus. It says do not contract. When you're having your period and you're shedding that lining, your uterus is contracting to release that lining. Oh. So at the beginning of that luteal phase, when that corpus luteum is like doing its job, progesterone actually is kind of like your body's natural Valium. So it really makes you feel a bit more relaxed. So sometimes right after you ovulate, if you're tracking your cycle, those first couple days after you ovulate, you're like, mm, I feel okay. Like I feel kind of balanced. I feel pretty good, right? And then as that corpus luteum starts to disintegrate and we're losing that kind of nice progesterone pump, if you don't have a pretty good kind of uh, kind of stable of progesterone in your system and a good balance of estrogen, that reduction of that progesterone for a lot of women is where we start to get these symptoms of PMS and these kind of feelings of like, I was feeling okay and now I'm not feeling okay because of that progesterone withdrawal. Like every woman I know like once a month just like falls off a cliff and it, we're, we all have like amnesia around it where yeah. it's like suddenly we're like, why do I feel like I so want to die? And yeah. it's like, it's, it happens to you every 30 days. Every 30 days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even, and for some women it's even shorter, it could be even longer. Yeah. However, I think, you know, kind of understanding the, the levels that are being played with and, and the fact that, you know, in that luteal phase, you know, being aware that there are things that you can do to like support that withdrawal that's happening so that your period feels more, and that bleeding period, I'm sorry, feels more like you're just flowing into it as opposed to this like jagged cliff that you jump off right. of and now I'm in my period. You know, um, there's certain things that you can be doing that can help it just feel like it just shows up. Like, you know? Such as? Yeah. So there's a couple of different things. I think one thing that's really important is, you know, in, in a lot of people's systems or women's systems, there can be kind of estrogen, not so much dominance, but not a good balance between estrogen and progesterone. And one of the things I think is top line to kind of think about is your bowel movements is poop because the main way that estrogen leaves your system is it's you know it's deactivated in the liver and then it's pooped out Mm. so if your gut isn't feeling really great and you're constipated all the time or you have like kind of irregular bowel movements there's a good chance you probably have more estrogen dominance in your system that's kind of canceling out because what we would like to see more of is a little bit more progesterone than we want to see you know, estrogen. Mm-hmm. So bowel movements are really important to kind of stay on top of and good kind of butt, um, not butt, I'm sorry, gut. Um, uh, good butt gut. But also um, that. Also that. Good butt. And then my gut is also great. So both having, equally important. Both are equally important. And very connected. Very connected. Um, having uh, good gut flora is really important too. So, you know, a couple of things that can really help with that. One, you know, taking a daily probiotic, um, you know, is important. And then magnesium can be really, really helpful, not only one for promoting more peristalsis, which is a movement of the gut to help you to be more regular. But magnesium is a pretty incredible uh, supplement in that it can help with mood regulation. It also helps um, to kind of quell inflammatory response because it helps to decrease inflammatory prostaglandins that can be, you know, kind of wreak havoc on the body, especially towards the time when you start to, you know, have your period again. So magnesium can help 
can help with breast tenderness and things like that. Mag 7, best poops of my life. Hey, okay. And mm-hmm. also staying on it regularly can improve, you know, a lot of the other symptoms that you might be feeling. So yeah. bowel movements, magnesium, and then just eating regularly. I think a lot of women forget to eat. You wake up in the morning, you don't have breakfast, and like you eat at noon, and then maybe eat again at like 5 or 6, and then you eat something else a little later right before you go to bed. You know, one of the major issues with our hormones is that, you know, if our blood sugar is all over the place, which is what happens when you're not eating regularly, our body focuses more on regulating your blood sugar and pumping out insulin and cortisol. And basically what that does is it tells all of your kind of reproductive related hormones like our estrogen and our progesterone and and, and those sexual reproductive hormones that they're not as important. And so the focus becomes just trying to get that blood sugar balance. So Mm -hmm. eating every four hours, eating within an hour of waking up, eating something that's kind of high protein, high fat um, is going to really help balance your blood sugar and will give your body the chance to relax a little bit and let those other hormones have space to kind of get more balanced or proliferate or decrease as as needed. So those are just some like very quick things that you can be doing. What's your stance on birth control methods nowadays? You know, I haven't been on birth control for almost a decade. So, and because I track my cycle and Mm -hmm. I know when I'm ovulating or close to it, I know, you know, when I'm in a follicular phase, we can just do what we need to do. And when I'm not there, you know, so I I can, I mean, time out. What does that mean? So rolling back the four phases I talked about with the cycle. Yeah. You bleed. Yeah. That's your period. Mm hmm. Next phase for the next 10 to 12 days is the follicular phase. Mm-hmm. In that phase, it's not possible to fall pregnant because there's no egg there. There's nothing implanted. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that's the key. The key is to start to track your cycle. And then all of this starts to make more sense. Uh-huh. And then you have your um, ovulation period, um, phase, which happens after the follicular phase. But that is a very short window. At the most, it's, there's about six days of kind of higher fertility that, you know, if if semen is there, that it can be, you know, uh, fertilized and you can get pregnant. Then after you ovulate and you move into your luteal phase, again, your chances of falling pregnant are very low. So it's a time when you can, you know, not worry. Get as cummed in. Exactly. <laughs> that's the scientific term. That's the term. <laughs> um, so, so it's, so that, so that's basically okay. the concept is being aware of where your fertility is. It's also called fertility. It's, fertility awareness method, barring taking your temperature, just kind of knowing, you know, where, uh, what times of the month you actually are able to conceive. Um, and so that's the, that's what I do to kind of know that. And that's kind of been my birth control Mm -hmm. method. Um, other things you can do to check your, you know, uh, whether or not you're fertile is you can check your cervix and your cervix. Basically, if you put your fingers inside of your vagina and you kind of reach upwards, the easiest way to do that is probably to sit on the toilet or to lie on the bed or put like one foot up on the bathtub or one foot up on the toilet. And you can kind of, it feels kind of like the tip of your nose essentially by the depend. It feels like the tip of your nose when you're not that fertile, but when you can't touch it or it feels very soft, it means you're more fertile. And then you're timing that with kind of where you are in these different phases to kind of tell, um, is another way that you can kind of check and see. I love that. Do you use any apps to assist keeping track or what do you recommend? Definitely. And also before, um, I forget to say, I feel that birth control is such a subjective decision. Mm -hmm. So it's really what's going to work for you. I mean, if you are someone who pays attention, who can track their cycle, you know, um, and has the energy and the focus to do that, then, you know, what I just described could be for you. However, if you're super busy and you can't remember to kind of, you know, 
pay that much attention, then, you know, something like an IUD might be better or, you know, some other options. I have such mixed reviews of IUDs from people. Tell me more about that. Um, I feel that, you know, my gynecologist, for one, has definitely pushed it on me a little bit. Not in, like, a violent way, but he's like, hey, this could be, like, a great option for you. So then I've crowdsourced people that I know. And almost everyone that I know has had, like, insane cramping, terrible experiences, having had the feeling of wanting to, like, rip it out of their body, needing to get it, like, emergency removed. One of my friends had, like, crazy hormonal reactions. She fell into, like, a deep depression, couldn't figure out what it was. Turns out it was the IUD. And I went back to the doctor, and I was like, hey, I, like, asked, you know, 10 people that I know who've had this, and they've all kind of said the same thing. And he's like, that's wild, because no one that I've ever done this to has had that experience so I didn't I don't know if it's just like my people are that's my read because that's the universe telling me like definitely don't get one or if he's just like not informed of the reaction of his patient I don't know you know the thing is IUDs are it's such a subjective experience and procedure yeah you know everyone has a different pain threshold in terms of what's going to feel comfortable when something is inside it's of like your it's uterus like stapled into your uterus basically well actually it's not so pretty much the way that it works is they uh you know they'll put a speculum in and they'll you know put a little scope a little bit of light to make sure they can kind of see the cervix and the cervix basically is the bottom of the uterus is the opening of mm-hmm. it um and uh you know you will get some local anesthetic there they'll they'll kind of clamp it and then use a dilator to kind of get in to be able to go ahead and place uh place the iud okay. so it's actually placed inside your cervix is opened and it's like Placed they don't inside. Sew it? No, there's no sewing. Oh. There's no suturing. It's just kind of like a clamping, opening, in, close, done. Oh, and that's why it like spreads out and holds the space there. And it doesn't hold the space. It's very, very small. It's probably like you know half the size, half the length of my finger. It's yeah. just placed in there and just kind of you know is it doesn't necessarily like spread out. It's just placed inside. Okay. Because the thing with an IUD, there's different kinds, but just the two main ones. There's the Paragard, which doesn't have any hormones attached to it. It's basically like a little plastic T-shaped, uh, uh, you know, uh, thing that has copper kind of wound around it. And the copper creates a, uh, an acidic environment or a not favorable environment for sperm. And so that's how it works. So for people who have had poor outcomes with any type of synthetic hormones, sometimes the Paragard is a better fit for them. Okay. And then there are a couple of different progestin-related IUDs that pump out a little bit of localized progestin to the area, which basically causes you to no longer ovulate while you have um, the okay. uh, IUD. With, if it has progesterone or progestin in it, you don't have that process while you have that. Right. And so people have like varying opinions. Um, I think it is true that you do have a lot of kind of cramping and spotting in the first couple months after getting it. Um, but it, it varies. I've had people have great experiences. I have people have terrible experiences. Yeah. So it's, it's very subjective. But why would you get an IUD if you know you can just track your period? Is it just a term in terms of like not for, for, for lack of a better description, like being lazy? Yeah. 
sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like being busy, not really having the energy to do it and to really look closely at your cycle and kind of monitor it. Right. But if you have the curiosity and you're interested in doing it, I would say go for it, you know? Um, and also for some women, you know, the ID, IUD just lets them not have to think about it. Yeah. Right. And for some women, that's a fit. And for others, they, they want to get more hands-on and involved in tracking your cycle or yeah. fertility awareness method might be a good call. Well, especially in a culture that really hasn't raised us to like think about that in, in any way. There's exactly. No, we haven't been like conditioned as young girls to be like, hey, so now this is happening and so this is going to be like a part of your life forever. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Just is true. Exactly. And this is what you factor in just as much as you factor in like when you go to the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. Totally. There's let's, just not a lot of awareness. Let's backtrack yeah, quickly to some some tools to help us track yeah. that you think are, are doing it. So right. m- the app I really love is called Clue. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty... Um, robust and how you can track your cycle. Um, it lets you put in all kinds of data, which I like. It even helps you track your bowel movements to, you know, you can put in there what it looked like and how it felt, which, you know, now that we're just talking about ways to know that your body's working well and kind of, you know, helping with, you know, estrogen dominance, making sure you're going to the bathroom is an important piece too. Um, you can track your meditation in there. And I like the notifications are not too kind of aggressive or mm-hmm. in your face. It's, it's pretty gentle. You can also like rename what the app kind of standard app calls PMS as like a different name. You could be like, you know, cloudy time of the month or <laughs> nap time, nap time, nap time for the next five days yeah. or 10 days. So, um, it's great. I really, really cool. like that app. It's very easy to use. Um, and just for tracking your cycle, not even thinking about conceiving. I think it's a really great user experience. Good to know. What about um, other, you know, it's it's kind of fun in this day and age and, and getting to sit in this space that we sit in. One thing we've noticed is focus on reproductive health and the cycle and the options that one has, such as Loom, to really educate themselves. Like that's starting to really take shape and brands are really starting to take notice, which is cool. What brands or products or or assists, I guess, are you seeing in the marketplace now? Well, I think it it really depends on what you're wanting to do. I think if we could just a kickoff point would just be tampons. Right. If you're still if you're choosing to use tampons, you really have a nice amount of options out there of tampons that are not chlorinated, um, that are you know potentially organic, and that is important because. To, to basically buy the best quality tampons you can afford because your vagina is so is so absorbent. Yeah. And when you think about, you know, tampons, having something that doesn't have bleach or chlorination in it, um, you know, having the cotton come from a crop that hasn't been sprayed totally makes sense to want to have the same food. Yeah, what that, do you know? I love people <laughs> like, we're like eating organic, like trying our best and then the thing that we actually put inside of our body is yeah. toxic. Yeah, because in terms of, like, you know, the... Shout out the, to Lola Tampons. Hey! Hi. Same thing. So Use lo- promo code so retrograde. Hey! <laughs> yeah, so Lola's a really great example yeah. of, you know, organic delivery tampons that you can deliver to your door. Mm-hmm. Um, and you almost want to think whatever you would want to put in your mouth, that you'd want the same criteria for something you're putting in your vagina. Totally. So I that, used to have a joke about that with face wash. Yes, exactly. Like, if I'm using, like, organic, like, non-toxic face wash, can I just use that 
down there as well. Yeah. I, That's I, another one of my faces. I, 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 I totally agree with that. It's like I used, uh, what do I use? I use Dr. Brommers and I can use that on anywhere. And yeah. Use, you know. Although do not use this, the tea tree oil one on your vagina because oh. it will burn. I've done it. Okay. Here's the thing. I have such a sensitive <laughs> vagina. There will be no tea tree. There will be no fragrance of yeah. any kind because <laughs> since I've been a little girl, it's just not the place. Yeah. So I'm all about just unscented products, yeah. period. Yeah. Um, period, period, <laughs> period, period. Uh, so I made that mistake so the listeners don't have to. Yeah. That's like you, 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 t- you took a bat. You went to bat for us. <laughs> you went to bat for us. I did. Um, yeah. So definitely tampons. You know, you guys are working with Lola, but there's other brands out there as well kind of, uh, that are don't deliver to your door. Like if you have a Whole Foods near you and you're just, you, you're hearing this and you're like, I want to get tampons that are organic like right now. Um, seventh Generation now does organic tampons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a brand called NatraCare that's from uh, Europe uh, that makes uh, tampons that they sell at all Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so that's a nice first step to take. And I think more and more brands are kind of waking up to people wanting that yeah. um, in terms of their wanting hygiene no, products. No bleach in their veg. Yeah, just, uh, just bleach-free. Like, this is kind of maybe an overshare, but whatever. When I use... It's just us. You know, it's totally just cool. us and 20,000 people. Um, when I notice, like, just from a, a purely, like, scent place, that if I have my period and then I use, like, a regular tampon for the rest of the month, I can tell something's off. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, a slight pH tinge or I'm like... Oh. Listen, the, that totally makes sense to me. The vagina is a very sensitive environment, yeah. and it is like these little shifts. Like if I switch soaps, my pH is off. Yeah, you know, even just one time, yeah. I'm like having to kind of like backtrack for like a week or two yeah. just to get it back to where it needs to be. So, yeah. I mean, that's you being you know in- intuitive and listening to your body and. That it's totally like, makes sense. I can sense. just use this Tampax. I can just eat this piece of bread and then everything is fucked <laughs> Yeah, up. your body's like, Err. yeah. <laughs> Note to self. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tampons. And then, uh, you know, there's also, you know, period underwear or reusable hygiene products. So, as I'm getting the, I'm getting some face. The I'm getting some face. The thing is not my bag. So let me, so I want to. I like the sponge. Yeah. I like a sponge too. Totally into a sponge. I'm into glad rags too, which is where I was kind of going to go mm-hmm. with just the different options. So the, when I say period underwear, there are brands like Thanks where you can, you know, just bleed into the underwear and then obviously you have to, you know, clean the underwear afterwards and kind of move through that process. So actually I'm going to back up and say two things. One when you're trying to choose what feminine hygiene products you want to use for your period, it has a lot to do with what your comfort level is with your own bodily fluids. So even, I mean, (laughs) gently said, gently said, uh, (laughs) you know, if you are comfortable with seeing your own blood and, you know, washing something and looking at that move through your hands and like period underwear is going to maybe be for you or a reusable, like, you know, hygiene product, like a cup or, um, you know, glad rags makes, um, glad rags makes panty liners that you can snap on and you know take off and you you have to like you know wash those so I think it's just deciding your comfort level if you are comfortable I do think that reusable hygiene products are a really great way to go just because it's great for the environment and honestly it can be nice to 
actually experience the feeling of bleeding, which is what having a tampon kind of removes the experience of what it feels like for that blood to kind of move yeah. through your body. And I do think not, and that might not be for everyone. I would even say, you know, when I'm, when I'm teaching my classes, I talk about just the hybrid method. You know, if you're curious about what it feels like to free bleed and to wear period underwear, maybe that's something you do overnight or you do at home, you know, in an environment where you're not going to feel like there's a lot of, you know, potential stakes. Yeah, yeah, there's no, the stakes are low. You know, you have a stain somewhere, no one's dying. Um, but I do think it's, it is nice at some point, you know, whether it's a couple times a year to come into contact with the color of your blood, the, the amount that you might be bleeding, just so you have some idea. Because I think a lot of us just move through our cycle and then move through a period without kind of much awareness. Mm -hmm. And things like, you know, you know, period underwear or reusable pads let you kind of see that, especially a menstrual cup, which is the other thing I was going to mm -hmm. talk about too. There's so many great brands of menstrual Diva cup. I know Diva <laughs> cup is out there, but you know, I also want to say, you know, Diva cup might not be for everybody. Go ahead. Well, I, whatever the one, what was the one that we tried? I've never tried it. I still have it, it in my like drawer. Way too large for me. Yeah. I, I couldn't get it in. Yep. And then when I got it in, I couldn't get it out. It was like pressing on the inside of my cervix or whatever that part of my body is. It is. That's and I correct. Was just like, <laughs> I, this is not, not for me. No, no bueno. Okay. So and it wasn't about the pouring of the blood. Cause I do the sponge, which yeah. is like even a very intimate experience yeah. of like creeping out of the ba public bathroom and like turning my back and like washing in. <laughs> yeah. And creeping back in. And popping back in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love, I mean, I totally love a sponge. Is it like the beauty blender? <laughs> Actually, it's a lot like that. Like, yeah. More sponge like. More sponge, more like okay. sea, more sea it looks like a sea look sponge. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, for those that, that don't know, you know, essentially just you put it in, it absorbs to its maximum, you remove it, wring it out, um, and, and, and place it back in. Uh, just to speak to the menstrual, menstrual cup piece quickly, too. Here's the thing. The Diva Cup is not is sometimes not for everybody because it's harder. It's hard. It's rubber. Yes. For some bodies, they don't respond well. Um, also, there's two sizes of the Diva Cup. There's, you know, and the larger size is for women that have already had children. And so sometimes people buy the wrong size and they're like, this thing is huge. Like, how am I getting it inside there? So um, I'm a big fan of checking out uh, Put a Cup in It, which is this really great site that's aggregated all the different cups that are out there. and. Oh. Tested them by with two girls, one cup. No, <laughs> don't Google that. No. <laughs> or do <laughs> if you feel like it. Um, Put a cup in it. Dot com. Yeah, okay. and so they really have kind of reviewed and rated all the different cups and. I'm really a big fan of a silicone cup. Mm -hmm. um, silicone is softer. It's a little bit easier to kind of place inside of there um, without feeling uh, super uncomfortable, at least initially. My favorite cup actually is the Lunette. Okay. Um, and it's it's made over in Sweden and it's varying silicones um, and they have a few sizes. And I also, I also want to say if you really want to use a menstrual cup, it's a journey. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's a marathon, not a race, kind of like a triathlon. <laughs> You're like, I did that one. Now I'm doing this one, you know, to find like the right one. So try not to give up if you're like, I bought a diva cup and it sucked. Well, for some people, they it love it. Violently enormous. I'm just yeah. enjoying how like, it seems like there's like this whole world of options that maybe I was blind to before. Or maybe it's just the industry's turned a corner and now they're 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 giving us you some know more some, options. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like I feel women are wanting more, so it's. Yeah. So it's showing up. Um, but, you know, a company like Glad Rags that made, you know, a reusable panty liners and pads has been around for decades. Right. Um, so it's just getting an introduction and then knowing that's there and kind of moving towards it. But 
I think if someone's curious and is just like, I'm just using Kotex right now and I just want to, I don't really know what to do next, but I'm curious. Mm -hmm. I think it's nice to create a little bit of a hybrid. So maybe start with like organic tampons and, you know, get one or two menstrual cups and maybe your big first switch is just going organic tampons. And then maybe one night of your period, you use a menstrual cup overnight and just get the feeling of it and see how it feels. And then kind of like work your way, you know, up from there can be a nice way to go. Or another option is, you know, tampons during the day and then at night, try to free bleed into period underwear or a reusable pad and kind of to see what that feels like. Because it can be really like like experimental and kind of like interesting to be like, Hey, you know what, what works for me as opposed to just saying, I'm just going to do this cause it's what's here, you know, in your profession opinion is the free bleed the healthiest. Like, is there something that we're doing our bodies a disservice by using something like a tampon that like keeps it up there and is not letting it flow? Well, I think I wish everyone could see your movement. Yeah. Just, there was hand just, motions. She's like just up there. Generic. <laughs> well, here's the thing, you know, I think it's it is more you know f- physiologically what we're supposed to do to just allow that blood to kind of move mm-hmm. without any kind of um without any obstacles right. there uh so I do think that free bleeding can be you know, a healthier option. But for some people, it's not possible to do that their entire, you know, period. Maybe it's only a few days or it's in the evenings as opposed to the daytime. Uh, I would say that, you know, tampons, what they do do, whether they are organic or not, is they absorb all the moisture that's there, which is why, you know, free bleeding allows that moisture to just kind of be there and not, you know, kind of be, you know, soaked up. And then also a menstrual cup is similar in that because it's not a fabric, it allows your kind of vaginal moisture to to remain. So that's kind of a nice in-between just the free bleeding and, say, using a tampon. Uh, but, yeah, obviously it'd be better to expose your body to less of anything. So that's one of the kind of main benefits of free bleeding is that your body's just allowed to do its thing. Noted. Wow. I mean, I feel like we could go on and on with this. I feel like there's so much I don't know on this 32 years on the planet. Anyone else? Like, I I'm also just, like, just huh. love that this conversation, like, You know, the fact that there are so many options surfacing and that what you do even exists is that, like, we really are with all of the kind of it feels like dark around reproductive rights and like in the government and in that space, it just feels like, fuck, like, are we really revisiting the conversation in this way? But at the same time, it like there's this total polar opposite where we really are like destigmatizing the period and like like even when I say oh I'm in a bathroom and I'm washing the sponge it's like why do I fucking care if other women see me doing what they also do exactly like we're having this amazing movement towards just like embracing really the totality of what it is to be totally yeah and I just want to thank you so much for doing this work because it's so important thank you I mean I, I love it I love having women feel more empowered in what their body is already doing and not feeling like it has to be this shameful, you know, experience. And it's always just so interesting too to find out what people's first periods were like, like what they remember about it. Cause oftentimes the story that's there is so interesting oh, and yeah. it has 11 years old, my first middle school dance. Wow. Dark. Literally wow. it was dark. I didn't know what was coming out of me. <laughs> Oh my so god, you're sad. such a little baby. I was really young. If my daughter was 11 and got her period, I'd be 
devastated. <laughs> I got mine at twelve, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with you on the on the like the early, yeah. early stage of the spectrum. But you, Steph, I was almost sixteen. Yeah, and I was out to lunch. We every day we would go to the gas station because we could leave school, go to the gas station to get like a candy after pizza. God, the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like literally craving chocolate like in a way that I'd never craved in my life and I bought like five Cadbury eggs I'd also never had a Cadbury egg I was like I don't know why I just fucking eat this yeah and then I went to the bathroom and I was like, yes, because all my friends right. had already gotten it. So I was kind of of the mindset that I was never going to get my period. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to be this person who like never gets your period. That's yeah. like my truth. And then I got it and I was just like so excited. And you know what? I still kind of feel that way. Like people, when I've been on birth control very, very briefly in different periods of my life mm-hmm. or when they've recommended like, here's a birth control. You skip four months of your period. I'm like, whoa, no. That's like the only way that I know that I'm healthy. Yeah. It- yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm so stoked about it, even though, of course, it can be painful. But sure. just, like, I'm so grateful to have that every month, sort of, like, you're, you're normal, you're flowing, everything's working out for you. Exactly. It is your body's kind of, you know, baseline check-in. Is yeah. There's so much that we can learn about our bodies based on how our, you know, what our menstrual cycle looks like. So. Totally. It's how I learned I was low progesterone for yep. a little while. Yep. Because totally. of the weird color. Yep. Yep. 100%. Let's end on that. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> My period is brown for six months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Erica, tell our listeners Sorry, <laughs> where they can find you and where they can find Loom. So you can find me on the old gram, <laughs> Erica Chitty Cohen, and you can find Loom on the gram as well. Our handle is this is Loom, but we're just called Loom, yeah. so everyone knows that. Uh, and you can find us in, in your L- book. Oh, my book! Nurture, oh, goody! Right? Yes, um, the book is out and about, and it's available wherever good books are sold. And it's called Nurture. And if you already have a copy or have gotten a friend a copy, you can find out more about it under the hashtag the Nurture Book. It seems cool. like people are saying things about it there. So. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm we'll glad have to have you back for a sex positive talk. Yes, yes. It's like my other baby. Part two. <laughs> yeah. Part two. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's a retrograde. You might remember last week when I said I wanted to cook more at home. Well, in true so retrograde form, we now manifested one of today's sponsors, HelloFresh. Wow. For those of you who don't know, HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just do the cooking, the eating, and the enjoying. I tried this out last week, and I straight up loved the convenience and the clarity of the recipes and the techniques they taught me. Same. With HelloFresh's simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards they make it easy and fun to try new things in the kitchen sort of living for the caramelized shallot risotto recipe so easy so fancy and on top of that it was just so fun hanging out with my friends in the kitchen cooking totally i didn't even know that i know how to make risotto (laughs) and now i do did you know that risotto is just rice with broth had no idea You guys, HelloFresh offers a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly with three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. Elizabeth and I both went with veggie. And it's budget-friendly. HelloFresh is not only a life simplifier, but it got us making delicious, balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. Oh, my God. And you guys, we've got a deal. What? You get a meal. You get a meal. <laughs> for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and use the promo code Retrograde 30. That's H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H dot com with promo code Retrograde 30 for $30 off your first week. That's the number 30. Yes. So namaste learning to cook in your 30s. Yes. That's what the 30s for. (laughs) Yeah. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
You guys, if you are looking for a way to jumpstart your health goals in 2018 without having to do much, we have got the solution for you. Yeah, we got to shout out Carev for helping make this show happen today. And we just love them because they are our favorite solution for making healthy living easier with vitamin packs personally tailored to your exact needs. For the casual wellness explorer. Some might say. All you got to do is go to TakeCareOf.com and you take an easy online quiz and they ask you a series of simple questions and then in minutes they customize your supplement regimen in the form of cute personalized vitamin packs with your name on it. You know, and you can go off the quiz recommendations or customize your own preferences and we love it because the little tiny packets makes it easier for you to consistently take the vitamins or supplements and uh, you can just throw them in your purse and go. No more oversized Ziploc bags filled with dusty vitamins. Yeah, ugh, dark. Yeah. <laughs> so all you have to do now is go to takecareof.com for 50% off your first month of personalized vitamins vitamins and enter the promo code so retrograde and just continue living your best life. That's 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins at takecareof.com. Enter promo code so retrograde. Namaste taking care of yourself, I guess. You know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for RNT. love that jingle i really do too we're it's so wonderful. lucky rose oh, the dog's peeing oh there's a puppy Cute in here puppy. and it's peeing <laughs> rose second time i watched the puppy pee on the floor and walk through it rose um oh now he's gonna lick it so okay. i will start with my rose because optimism do 2018 mm -hmm. um in the spirit of trying new things mm -hmm. also something that i mentioned last week that i was trying to call in which i remember hey now um i checked out i went on a little downtown los angeles adventure Ooh. checked out the museum of failure which was like a total nerd fest for anyone who's like into products and branding it was basically a hundred products that are all fails that were just like awful ideas what was your favorite one my favorite one and this is very so retrograde appropriate does anyone remember the juicero that came out in 2017 and and it was apparently like a really expensive closed out juicer. in 2017 too. So it was a $700 cold press at home juicer that you had to have like the veggie and the fruit that you use for it. You could only order it in the packages from the brand. Oh, that's already so it's a like bad already idea. like hard stop. Why is that? For it to like work through the machine. And then they only lasted like a week in the fridge or something silly, like totally counterintuitive. Yeah. And on top of that, an article ended up coming out that was like actually we figured out that you could just squeeze the product directly with your hands to make the juice and so you actually didn't need the $700 machine that's hilarious um, so I really appreciated that as a brand fail but it's just like we ended up just like walking around the arts district after stumbled upon the arts district brewery which has loads of fun games Cute. such as Scrabble and oh. A, a Jenga and even a Cards Against Humans. Mm -hmm. So we love that. I just abbreviated Cards Against Humanity. That was concerned. I didn't like that. Sorry, guys. Um, so that was like a rosy, fun experience. I love that. And I love that. You're How so about cultured. you? Uh, well, I have a dose rose. A dose rose. My first rose is in relationship to a show that I'd like to promote. Um, it's my very dear. I would say best guy friends television show. Um, so funny. He's basically filling the void of like boyfriend to me in, in a lot of ways. He's my boyfriend. He's my non-sexual boyfriend. Right. Um, 
Although we have, I, know, I was just gonna. I <laughs> just, time, I felt the need, like I didn't need to say that. One but, time, yeah. eight years ago, doesn't count, um, <clears throat> especially if you were blacked out. Um, I think we both do remember, but we both just per- constantly like, lean towards like the blackout. Like, yeah, Ew. yeah. Both of us were like, "You're gross," but we love each other. Anyways, uh, there's a show that's premiering that premiered last week on Freeform. That's now going to be in its second episode tonight. It's actually. called Alone Together. It's called Alone Together. It stars Benji Aflalo and Esther Pavitsky, two of our dear friends who created the show, wrote the show, star in the show. And it's so and it's funny. it's very fucking funny. And so I just want everyone to watch that. And then my second rose that pertains to um, myself and um, maybe you guys is um, I started working with a health coach. Nice. Um, her name is Julie Geller at Julie Geller Health Coach. And um, she had been, she's, she, I think she listens. Hi, Julie, you're probably listening right now. And we had like little correspondences here and there over like questions that I might have had on my Instagram story or whatever. And then in the beginning of the year, she had asked me about my eye, how, how it was doing. And then we kind of got the into The eye. You guys haven't heard me talk about it yet in 2018. <laughs> so here it is. Um, and she was like, I, I think I have some tips for you. I'd love to hop on the phone. And then over the course of the conversation, we started, decided that I would just work with her. Um, your eye looks great by the way. Thank you so much. I'm doing a lot. Um, but what I love is that, you know, we take in so much information on the show and we're always learning so much, which I'm so grateful for and is amazing. But I found myself at the end of last year really needing to put everything down mm-hmm. Like I wasn't like we got, I think we got interviewed for something and they're like, what are the wellnessy things you're doing? And I'm like, literally nothing. Yeah. I was like breathing and drinking water. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't know because there was so much, we were so inundated that we needed to just like scale it back. And so now I'm slowly like adding new things to my toolbox. And, um, it's just like, even your guides need a guide, you guys. And I'm, you guides, s- you guides. Um, and so, yeah, it's really cool to work with Julie and she's already given me some hot tips. I started drinking collagen peptides. We're making lists of bills I need to pay off, goals I have, motivations. It's like really awesome. Collagen peptides have really come up this week for me. Yeah. You, sa- you saying it right here. I was watching Kardashians on Sunday. Surprising. And Miss Kris Jenner was over at Erewhon getting the, was it Vital Proteins? Yeah. Is that the brand? Mm-hmm. And then I was over at Carolyn Barron, our acupuncturist's. She had vital proteins there. And then when I did a consultation with Erica, our guest today, she also shouted them out. And uh, side tip, Thrive Market makes a generic one that's the exact same formula as that. And it's like $20 cheaper. Great. So we'll link to that on our Patreon page. Fuck yeah. So yeah, it's just really interesting seeing myself from someone else's perspective and getting like very tailored personal advice. So Thanks, Julie. That's so beautiful. excited for what I can manifest in the next 90 days. So exciting. So it's a 90-day program? It's a 90-day program. How fabulous. Yes. Um, thorns. Thorn. Uh, okay. We went infrared sweating yesterday, which I actually fucking love. I love Shape House. So obsessed that with it. That fucked me up a little. But yesterday we went, and I don't think it was the fault of the place. It was just that it was a very hot sauna. And then Elizabeth and I were in there together listening to Reputation, singing along, having a great time. But we stayed in there for near damn near 60 minutes which is longer than I've ever swept before and it was like 160 degrees and for the rest of the day I was fucked up I felt weird too but I feel like it was just like the decisions I made over the weekend were just like coming through my pores and I just it was a rough rough one I didn't have those same decisions I did eat a lot of Doritos this weekend (laughs) 
But I think it was just that it was really hot and too long. And you know, oddly, the only thing that got me out of it is I went to sushi last night mm-hmm. and I ate salmon roe, which is extremely salty and like mineral dense. Uh-huh. And as soon as I ate two pieces of that and two pieces of uni, and I had a salad like four hours prior to that, I felt in, like a hundred percent better because like the the uni is so mineral rich i think that my body was probably pro missing. tip yeah it was really interesting i love that yeah sushi wellness we've I, we've had a few thorny backlash moments from infrared although we love it yeah but don't drink after it and also oh yeah you, you have that know. happen i just um, think 60 minutes is too long my thorn which is like a rosy thorn so i did a mail in food sensitivity kit in the in the world of trying to like elevate one's health journey, I was like, let's find out what foods I'm sensitive to, which was awesome. It's Everly Well. They, you can, there are these mail in kits that you can test your stress, your sleep, your metabolism, your DNA, your men's health, your fertility, all that stuff. Your men's health? Your men's health. <laughs> one's men's health. And um, I got my food sensitivity results back. And my highest, and nothing was like too major, like everything was like, I had like one moderate one and that was to almonds. Sad. And it's like, I have more of an allergy to almonds than I, or sensitivity to almonds than I do to dairy. So my dairy alternative, I now need to find an alternative for that. No, but I like the way you said it yesterday. Was it funny? I need a milk substitute for my milk substitute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jokes, guys. Jokes, okay, guys. Okay, do our collective rose, then we got to bounce. Oh, yeah. So our collective rose. Guys, guess what happened? We started a secret Facebook group. It's actually a closed Facebook group. But it's also a secret. And so all you need to do is search for that So Retrograde in Facebook and then just answer a question and then we'll give you access. And it's really... You know, we're creating this. It's not really for content per se. It's really to bring the That's So Retrograde community of fabulous people together. Find other listeners in your area. You guys have such a wealth of knowledge. We're constantly learning so much from you. We thought that this could be a beautiful place where everyone can kind of like come together, share their tips, share share their knowledge. And like, why not? Yeah. A rose for everybody. Collective. So check that out again. That's the That's So Retrograde closed Facebook group. And uh, we're really excited about it. So stay tuned for more on that front. And we, guys, we did this uh, against a lot of resistance because we didn't know how to use we Facebook. We don't know how to use Facebook. So but, now that um, it's figured out, we need everyone to join. We're learning and we want your help. So <laughs> yeah. thank you. Um, let's shout out Lauren Everts, uh, Skinny Confidential, who helped us with some tips on how to oh, set yes. it up. Thanks, so baby. love her. And if you guys haven't heard that episode we did with the end of the year with her, that's a good one as well. Thank you so much to Erica Chitty Cohen. Amazing. Love her. We could probably do like a month long of episodes with mm-hmm. her because she's got so much knowledge and she's just so cool. Now I'm going to stay bleeding, you guys. <laughs> this is That's So Retrograde. <laughs> I'm Elizabeth Schildcott. And I'm Stephanie Falconson. You can check us out at So Retrograde and uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud. And thanks for listening. Now I'm going to stay listening <laughs> and bleeding. <laughs> yes, That's So Retrograde.